This show is a part of the Versus the Universe Network. For more information on Versus the Universe, go to VersusTheUniverse.com. That's VSTheUniverse.com. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Hey everyone, welcome to Digital Dumpster Diving, where we dig through digital games and movies trying to find something worth our time and maybe yours. Will we find trash or treasure? I'm Dave, and with me tonight is Matt. How are you doing tonight, Matt? Hello, how are you, sir? I am doing pretty well. Yeah, Um, finally got another game episode, huh? (laughs) Yes, it has been a while. Yeah, I know people have been waiting for this, so I'm really happy that we got to, uh, to do another game episode, and because... Patient fans and listeners have waited for so long, we're doubling down this episode. We have two great games uh, that we played. Well, we hope they're great. We'll find out. (laughs) Spoilers, jeez. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. This episode, we're going to be talking about Morai and Mandagon, which sounds like uh, an alt-rock band like Coheed and Cambria, but it's actually two separate games. So buckle up, folks. Indeed. Um, before we get to that, uh, you know, we, we usually mention uh, some of the other Versus the Universe shows. Uh, we have failed to mention The Geek Show, which is a live variety show put on by the Versus the Universe crew in Chicago. So if there's anyone listening in the Chicago area, February 8th, they will have the Love Edition show. The Love Edition. Indeed. Um, this time they'll have Kedra Cheney, editor-in-chief of The Learned Fangirl and All-Around Rockstar, Pat O'Rourke from the Dungeon Rats, uh, comedian Mike Hover. We're going to go with that, yes. Yes. And they, you're going to have a couple games, and I'm thoroughly excited for Love Songs of Nintendo. Now, you probably have seen some of us post some of the other love songs they do. Um, they are great CDs you could buy to romance your special one. <laughs> yes, yes, they are. <laughs> uh, one, of, one of my personal favorites is the... Uh, <laughs> the love songs of the Star Wars universe. Indeed. Lando, would you like to croon us a few notes? You know what? I'm going to let people hear that for themselves with the full <laughs> musical accompaniment. I don't want to give anybody any type of spoilers, so just go listen to <laughs> go listen to it for yourself. You won't be disappointed, and you'll have blackmail material for me uh, for the rest of my life. So please Indeed. enjoy. Indeed. <laughs> Something uh, that's especially uh, important about this event is the show is free. Tickets are free. And obviously, we don't charge for any of our podcasts either. But they will be launching a new Patreon for Versus the Universe at that event. Wow. And so these, these shows are free? That's amazing. Yes. I have gone to several, and they have never charged me anything. Well, they charged me. I'm going to have to have a conversation with Mr. Aaron J. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's totally worth the price. Whatever price it is that you're gonna pay, like they do, they do offer the option for you to, uh, you know, um, chip in if you like. But now with the Patreon, you get to chip in and you get possible benefits along the way. They've they've been kicking around some ideas. I'm very excited for you guys to find out what they have in store for you, and I'm sure they can't wait to tell you either. Yes, it shall be awesome. And one of the coolest things about the show is that even if you're not in the Chicago area or 
maybe you are and you were a little bit tipsy and don't remember all the details of the show, <laughs> they post a lot of the segments on YouTube thereafter, especially some of their interviews with some of the fine people and entertainers in the area, um, some of the uh, skits they do. And so even if you're not in the area, it's definitely look worth looking at the Versus the Universe YouTube channel because they post a lot of excellent things from the Geek Show on there. Definitely. They, they uh, offer some well-produced segments. They have a lot of uh, live segments as well. But you really do, I mean, they, it really is the epitome of a variety show. It's Chicago theater at its finest with a geeky uh, bent to it. So you, you owe it to yourself to go see it. You don't owe us, but it'd be nice. You know, you never call, you never write. You should come over and uh, say hi. Yeah. And, and there are free Valentines there. Yes. So get your free Valentine. <laughs> If you want a free Valentine by the one and only <laughs> Jamie McCabe, you go to this geek show. They will help you out. And it's before February, it's before Valentine's Day, so uh, if you're desperate for ideas of what to do, I uh, could take a date there and maybe pick up a few ideas for later as well. Or if you're the type of person that likes to recycle Valentines, first of all, shame on you. Secondly, <laughs> you can grab some Valentines while you're there and then go ahead and pass it along. Upcycling, baby. I've never said that before in my life. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh it's it's gonna be great patreon keep an eye out for it of course keep your eyes peeled on versus the universe uh on twitter of course their facebook page uh we as you've heard us say many times are proud members of the versus the universe podcast network so let's keep this pirate ship afloat and yeah keep it going now you made me want to play sea of thieves Speaking of games, uh, we played a couple this week. We did, we did. So we uh, we played a couple. So of course, folks, you know this is our non-spoiler portion of the show. We're gonna do our best not to spoil any of the uh, the games that we covered for you uh, this episode. However, one of the games <laughs> telling you anything about it is is gonna kind of give a little bit of it away. So I'll just preface it with that. And that first game is Mirai. So in Mirai. After talking with some fellow villagers, you discover Julia, one of the townsfolk, has gone missing. You are charged with finding her, never knowing quite what to expect. Mirai was created by Chris Johnson, Brad Barrett, and John Ostman. Literally all I can tell you about it. Pretty much. Um, you know, the game, I... One of my friends, uh, when I was growing up, had a lot of PC games, you know, circa 1993. And if you played around then... The graphics are very reminiscent of that, which is kind of cool. That is true. It's got some basic controls, and it kind of <laughs> it, it works for what it is. And, and it's a game where it's not going to take a lot of your time, and it's hard to say much without spoiling it, but I would recommend playing through it probably... I, I would say it's worth your time. Play through it two or three times once you figure out what's going on, and uh, have a little fun with it. Yeah, it's funny because the, the graphic style reminded me, and this is going to be reaching, so just uh, bear with me. The movie Big with Tom Hanks, there's a computer <laughs> game that he's playing at the very beginning uh, where he's like fighting some wizard or something like that. And it's just like, you know, mostly text, but it's just very basic image. The game Mirai reminds me of that. The graphic style reminds me of that. And so it was kind of cool to get that nostalgic feeling, you know. Yeah, it, it was just... Super simple. I'd also say this. Uh, we're dancing around the whole, you know, topic of how long the game is. I'll just say this. Don't devote your whole night to it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> literally, you can come home from work, throw down your stuff, 
turn this on and then you'll still have time to cook dinner, maybe read some comics or whatever it is you do with your free time. That's my personal life. Um, yeah, it's it's not going to sap away all your time. It's nowhere near a Skyrim length at all. Yeah, I would say, and again, I don't want to spoil too much, but I would say half an hour would be plenty of time to play through it more than once. I would go as far to say um, if you put a thermometer in your mouth and try to get your temperature, by the time it accurately <laughs> reads your temperature, you may be done with this. <laughs> And we will talk more about that in the spoiler section. I was going to say, yeah, I don't want to... That's that's the perfect place to put a bow on it. Let's come back to it in our spoiler section. Hopefully that was enough of a little tease to get folks interested. But that's not all we played. What else did we play, Dave? So I pronounced this entirely differently, and maybe I'm wrong. Probably am. But uh, uh, Mandagon. Yes. Um, or Mandagon, or... I think I said Mandragon. I don't know. <laughs> And I apologize to the developers if they're listening. Uh, yes, Mandagon sounds legit, and that's what I'm going with. That's why I let you do this one. Go for it. <laughs> um, in Mandagon, you explore a world that's inspired by Tibetan theology and philosophy. Um, there's a focus on life and death, and you discover what it means to make a true sacrifice. It was a Steam Greenlight game that came from Blind Sky Studios, released in August 2016. This is a game where, I, I guess I'll jump into one criticism, it drops you in and doesn't tell you anything anything about the game or what you're supposed to do so just for anyone who's interested in playing about it what you're supposed to do is explore and find stuff oh yeah that was really really frustrating me in the beginning but there it's a really beautiful art style feels um very asian inspired i really like the art style the character i wasn't sure what that was supposed to be looking like yeah um, it, it almost looked like kind of a little it, it looked like um some type of asian symbol it almost looked like a a, a, a carving of some mm-hmm. sort of a you know stone carving well later they mentioned totems i thought oh yeah it kind of looks like a totem i could see that sure Sure. And you know what? Um, speaking of the visual style of the game, it, it did remind me a little bit of, uh, of Fez, uh, which is a beautiful game. So, I mean, this is definitely high praise coming from me. I loved Fez. Absolutely loved it. Uh, you know, say what you will about the developer of the game. Uh, I know he's a polarizing figure, but the game itself, it really set the mood that it was trying to set. And it, it really did a, a lot of uh, uh, different things that you hadn't seen in gaming before. So, the bar was set kind of high for me when it came to uh, Mandagon. But yeah, the, the art style is just, it's its beautiful. That's all I can say about it. Yeah, and I really like the music for both of these. It's nothing that's going to be particularly complex or, or perhaps knock your socks off, but I, I thought the music for both of these games worked really well. And some of the sounds they put in Mandagon, the, some of the ambient sounds I thought were pretty engaging as well. Definitely. And uh, if I can just go back to the art style just a little bit, if if Mirai was more of an Amiga type of uh, looking game, this is definitely more uh, akin to the 16-bit era. You know, your Super NES, your, your Sega Genesis, that sort of thing. Yeah, and, and to uh, just kind of agree with you, the, the music really did a great job of setting the mood. Kind of an experience almost, you know? Yes. Now, the game is free, as are all the games we're going to play, but if you really like the music, there is a an alternate version on Steam where you could purchase the original soundtrack and some of the art from the game. I have not done that. I want to say it's like 3 or $4. You don't have to purchase that version to play the game, but if you like the art, you, you like the music, and you want to support the developer, that is an option with this game. 
it's really cool that they did it this way. And this isn't spoiling anything at all. So I think this is a good spot to talk about it. That that uh, pricing structure right there, giving the actual game away for free and then asking people to support them by uh, purchasing uh, you know, the digital art book and the soundtrack. I was impressed by that. I, I think that took a lot of guts for them to put out the game in that fashion. Automatically, when a developer puts something out, they're like, I put my heart and soul into this. I deserve to be paid for my work. But they wanted as many people as possible to see this project and then support them after the fact. I think that was brave. And I was I was inspired to go back and actually get the special edition. Yeah, I think that I hope that's something more developers do or try to do. Very true. This is the opposite of the uh, the complaint that a lot of folks had about Super Mario Run. You know, the fact that, yeah, all right, I don't see I'm, I'm playing a Mario game on my phone, but one, I'm used to games being free and having in-app purchases. And two, you guys are asking for 10 bucks for this. That's, uh, that's a little steep. I'm going off on a tangent here, but trust me, I'm coming back. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, to, to flip the script and just go, okay, yeah, we're going to give it to you for free. You're getting the full game. But if you like it, Maybe throw us a little something. Indeed. I love it. I love it. This is this is what this is the type of stuff that this show is all about. You find unique situations like this and you get to share it with folks. Cause you know, just from the outside looking in, you see Steam sales all the time. You never really see the free games get any attention. Yeah, you know, can't really discount free, can you? <laughs> Literally, no, you <laughs> cannot. <laughs> all right, so let's carry on. All right, so as our listeners know, uh, we have a certain rating scale. It's the same rating scale that we apply to the films that we discuss. Uh, I'm sure you guys are familiar with it right now, or by now, rather. Uh, we have at the very bottom of it, Toxic Sludge. That is the nastiest, grossest part of the underside of the barrel. You don't want to be anywhere near that. It's disgusting. Hazardous, which is, you know, not as bad as Toxic Sludge, but you probably still don't want to touch it with your bare hand. Uh, <laughs> we have Reusable, which is, you know, a game that might like, might not like, could be polarizing, but your mileage may vary. And of course, we have the treasure, which is something that, God help us, I hope we find very soon. Maybe this episode, we'll see. <laughs> but treasure basically is something that we just can't recommend enough and we want to share with you guys. So yeah, that's, that's something to look out for. So all that being said, I think it's time to break down what do we give Mariah? What say you, Dave Martin? It's hard to say much without spoiling this. I really want to say treasure for a couple of reasons, and I can't really explain why I can't give it that until the spoiler section, but I'm going to give it a reusable. Okay. All right. That's fair. I am also going to give it a reusable. So we're going to both make our case for that after we uh, come back from the break here. Yeah. And I think uh, we may find the same situation with Mandagon. What do you give that one? Um. You know, okay. So I will say that... For what it was, for being a Steam Greenlight game, for being free, for how they did it, the music, the art, I'm going to give this a treasure. Wow. Okay. That's awesome, dude. I'm going to give it a reusable. And I'm definitely taking the uh, the heat for this one. Because you guys to challenge me on this. If anybody uh, has played the game and they feel differently, uh, you know, feel free to tweet us or email us and, you know, we'll read it on air and we will discuss. But my problem with this game biggest problem with this game is the fact that it didn't really have much depth for me and knowing that we 
hold these games to certain, you know, stipulations and ideals based on the fact that they are free. I still feel that I didn't really get as much out of this game as I would have liked. It showed tons of potential. And, and the unfair aspect of it, as I mentioned earlier, is that automatically because of the art style, I compared it to Fez. And Fez, if anybody has played it, and I'm sure everybody has played it by now, it's super long. Like there's no finishing that game, basically. <laughs> You know, you're you're using QR codes, you're going on uh, URLs that are hidden within the game, you have to rotate the screen in a certain way. But Fez wasn't free, and Fez took a long time to make. And, you know, I can definitely tell that this is a passion project. Um, because of those pros and cons, I am going to give this a reusable. It was a great experience. I enjoyed the mood. I enjoyed the vibe of the game. Uh, I really didn't enjoy it as much as I, I would have liked. That's I'll fair. say that, That's and we'll fair. come back and we'll discuss in depth, and maybe you can convince me to up my score <laughs> <laughs> when we come back after the break. You have been warned. The games are about to be spoiled. So yeah, that part at the end of Mirai, when like the whole town blew up, that flipped <laughs> me out. That whole army of farmers that just came out of nowhere and just like started singing the farmer's insurance ad. We are farmers, you know, and they just started stabbing all the villagers. It was, it was nuts. It was crazy. Okay, that, none of that really happened, but it'd been cool if it did. It'd yes. been cool if anything happened in that game. <laughs> yeah, so like I was, I, I, don't, I don't know what I was expecting going in because everybody was being really careful, like on all the reviews and stuff. They're being really careful not to spoil it. As were we, because it's very easily spoilable. But I was like, I was expecting a certain type of game. And then when you get the lantern and the knife, I was like, this is not what I was expecting. I wonder what's going to happen. I was starting to get a little bit, you know, worried about what's going to jump out at me in the uh, in the cave. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that cave. You know, something that I wish I would have said before uh, in the in the non-spoilery section is the fact that once you get in the cave, all the textures on the walls look almost exactly the same. Like, there's just one texture that the dude used that just he stamped over and over again, only changing in certain areas, you know? It almost reminded me of, uh, of like, Castle Wolfenstein, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, the original Castle Wolfenstein. <laughs> well, and they did have that one section where, that one room where it was, like, tally marks carved oh, into the wall. Yeah, yeah, the hash marks, man. Yeah. I kind of wish they did something more with that. I was thinking the same thing. Uh, I, I think probably this is a good point to reveal the meta aspect of the game because that kind of ties into what I wanted to happen with that. So um, basically, in the game itself, it's super short, but it's it's a it's a murder mystery. Uh, <laughs> well, it's it's a, a weird town disappearance type mystery story. Uh, that is a genre that I want to see on a game case in the future. Word mystery, weird mystery type genre anyway yeah basically what ends up happening is <laughs> you bump into a farmer who is running out of the cave covered in blood with a knife and a lantern just like you and you get to ask him three questions now these questions seem inconsequential but at the end of the questioning you get to decide whether or not you kill him because he he may be may or may not be responsible for the disappearance of some of the townsfolk it doesn't matter what you do you progress to the next area, whether you kill this farmer or not. The next area, you run into Julia. Julia was one of the missing people. Turns out to be 
On the brink of death, she's been the one that's been moaning all along, causing you to turn your overalls brown or whatever. <laughs> and yeah, she asks you to kill her and you can choose yes or no. So all that's done. Uh, you can kill her or not. You move on to the next spot. You leave the cave and you run into yet another farmer. But now there's a juxtaposition. You're covered in blood. You're holding a knife covered in blood. You're holding a lantern. And you're asked these three questions. And on your keyboard, basically, you're going and you're answering these questions in the same fashion. Now, this is the cool twist of everything. These answers that you provide are actually used in another player's playthrough. They're given to that player, and once they uh, hear your answers, you receive an email in, in real life that tells you what they decided to do based on your answers. So, Dave, <laughs> that being said, well, before, before we move on to the next part, I'll tell you about the hashtag idea, uh, the hash mark idea, rather. So, in the room with all the hash marks, I was hoping that those hash marks represented each time the game was actually played, each loop a farmer going in and being murdered or being let to survive, but they were just, uh, you know, um, what did I say earlier? <laughs> Stamped on. Yeah. They were just, yeah, they were just textures. That's all they were. They were just textures. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I was hoping that they would represent. What, what were you hoping for? Well, I was thinking something like once, once I figured out that was what it was supposed to be, but I, I, maybe we could give them the benefit of the doubt that maybe that's actually how it worked, but enough people have played the game to fill up the room. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Well, I'll ask you this before we get to the answers. Like, how how long did it take after you answered the questions for you to receive an email uh, letting you know what the decision was, or did you even receive an email back? Um, it was a while. I I would have to check. I would say probably an hour or two. Yeah, yeah. I'd say the same for me. So there are still people actively playing the game. I was certain, because you and I played the game on the same evening, I was certain that I was going to get your answers. <laughs> I'm like, there's nobody else playing this game right now. But I'll tell you this, it's it's got such positive reviews on Steam. People love this game. Yeah, it's overwhelmingly positive. People people really liked it, and I actually played it three times. Yeah. Um, back to back, basically. Um, because I didn't know what I was doing at the beginning, and I didn't know the twist, and so I let the I let the farmer live, who I met the first time, and then when I came back, I was like, "What am I supposed to do? I don't want to die here." So I gave the same answers that he gave. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, that was dumb. I could put whatever I wanted. It's going to appear in someone else's game. <laughs> um, so I played through it three times, partly to put different answers, but partly to test. The different things, like killing Julia, not killing Julia, letting the farmer live that I meet, not or killing them. I tested a bunch of things. Um, yeah. But people, I, in the three times I played it, someone else was playing and interacting before I could get to my own stuff. So, yeah, there were other people playing while I was playing. Maybe it was you. Maybe. Let's find out. Um, let, do you have your answers handy? Why, yes, I have them right here. Nice. Would you mind sharing your answers with the universe? Okay, so the first one, I was confronted by a farmer called Leo. Um, he asked why I had blood on my overalls. Oh, wait, no, that was the last one. Sorry. I was confronted by a farmer named Bilal. Oh. They asked why I had blood on my overalls. 
and this is these are the same answers that were given to me. I just copied them because I didn't know what I was doing and didn't want to die. Uh-huh. I tried to help Julia and put her out of her pain. Uh-huh. Um, why do you have a knife? Because I needed protection. Uh, the third question I heard moans. What have you done? I just killed Julia and Bilal. Let me go. Wow. He just said, eh, well, whatever. Yeah, and it says, this seems appropriate as you let the farmer Shane walk past despite being covered in blood. (laughs) Well, mine weren't as interesting because I didn't know what was going on at first. (laughs) I was just trying to type anything I could to get to the next section. So (laughs) I'll read you my answers. And I will say this. I'll preface it with this. One of these answers, I was influenced by my dear wife, Dolores. (laughs) (laughs) So... The first question that was at, oh, first of all, I was encountered by a farmer named Chris. First question, why do you have blood on your overalls? To which I responded, Julia spit blood at me in all caps. <laughs> the second question that was asked, why do you have a knife? And I responded, meh. <laughs> the third question that was asked was, I heard moans, what have you done? To which I responded, I was going to poop. <laughs> That one was all lowercase because I I was ready to go. (laughs) I thought there was much more game to play. Uh -uh. I was quite incorrect in that. (laughs) Well, see, at least that was entertaining for the next player who came along. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that next player that came along, as a matter of fact, decided to kill me. Oh my gosh, yeah, which was unfortunate as I chose to spare the life of the previous farmer crippling depression. (laughs) His name was Crippling Depression, which is a great name for a pro wrestler, but not a cool name for a farmer. Oh, I would pay to see that wrestler. (laughs) Uh, so, So the next one, yeah, like I said, I played through a couple times. The second one... I didn't worry too much about the answers, and I didn't give my email address, so I never got a response. Oh. Um, but the third one, I tried to let Julia live ah. to see what would happen, and like I said, she sprayed blood on me. Yeah. And so why do you have a knife? It's not a knife. It's Excalibur, and the Lady of the Lake gave it to me. <laughs> I heard moans. What have you done? A gentleman doesn't tell. <laughs> Bravo. (laughs) And Leo let me pass. Hey, he's like, well, fair enough. Carry on. (laughs) Did he fist bump you on the way out, too? Did that that happen? (laughs) Leo's like, my man. (laughs) Right on. So that um, definitely raise the value of the game in my eyes uh as far as you know something that reached out beyond uh you know the uh the uh, two-dimensional realm there which (laughs) ironically maybe set the bar even higher for (laughs) mandaga because it let me down (laughs) but i digress so yeah i i enjoyed it i thought it was it was a neat experiment even if it was only like four or five minutes long uh, you know, for, for a single playthrough. But yeah, I mean, as far as free goes, and if you're just looking for something to check out, something unique, give it give it, give it, a shot. Give it your time. See what, what happens on your playthrough. Listeners? Yeah, yeah I, I liked it. It was super quick. It was free. And it's something that I've never really seen done in another game. And uh, yeah. Yeah, it was different. But because there wasn't much there was why I didn't give it a treasure. Um, it, w- it was really quick. Yeah. 
which in some ways is a good thing. And that's actually one of the things I liked about, you know, you, uh, you felt like there wasn't enough in um, Mandagon. And I can kind of agree with that. But one of the reasons why I actually... I, I gave it points because it was short, because there are so many games out there that are long for the sake of being long and super grindy, and I'm one of those people who can frequently get sucked into those games. I kind of like that this one didn't. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely hear you on that, and I agree with you. But I, I'd argue with this was just grindy anyway. Like you're still, bit, yeah. yeah, you're still just like hopping and bopping around, trying to find these little, you know, puzzle pieces and everything. And even that was a whole laborious uh, affair because when you plug in the puzzle piece, it has to spin around and give you this blinding light. To uh, yeah, if you if you're sensitive to light, you probably don't want to play this game either. I can say <laughs> that too. Um, yeah, it, it just I don't know. It just seemed like it was building up to something very important. And that never really happened. Yeah, well, just to jump back, there are two things you're supposed to collect. There are the puzzle pieces, which unlock the gate, or books, or whatever they are, that unlock the different gates, which you need to open, unlock the final gate. Um, and then there are some totems, or things around that give you some of the backstory. Um, and there are achievements connected with these. And... I don't know if I want to go back and try to find the last one or two totems that I may have missed, but there's an achievement, so I kind of feel like I have to. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. And, and I, I did manage to find them all in the, in the short time that I played it. I, It was another situation where I basically hunkered down for the evening, and I thought, this is going to be it. I'm like, okay, go ahead and pour myself a drink, going to settle in with this game. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah i was playing skyrim an hour later <laughs> people are sick of me talking about skyrim at this point and i apologize for that but you see it is a vice-like grip on my mind that's that's my fault again but yeah there it is see i haven't played any of the elder scrolls games but speaking of time sucks i had one friend buy uh elder scrolls online for me for pc and another friend buy it for xbox for me <laughs> So that I would play it with them, and maybe I would enjoy the game more if I had played the other Elder Scrolls games, but it's such a grindy game. And in terms of MMOs, I like the storytelling that's in Star Wars The Old Republic a lot better. Ah. And so, yeah, I'm glad that this wasn't as much of a time suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, it's uh, It was a great experience, and... I think my reusable is validated in the fact that I think whatever they do next is just going to improve upon this and it's going to be something magical. I'm sure they're going to take all the feedback that they've been getting uh, through Steam and really uh, put their minds to it and make something incredible. And I'll be right there to see what it is. That being said, since I didn't give this a treasure, I do have a couple of other suggestions of stuff that I've been playing lately. <laughs> And uh, you'll be surprised. It's actually mobile. Um, yeah, I, I uh, am definitely of the belief that there is some value to be found in mobile gaming. Now, not everything is going to be fantastic. And yeah, they are going to try to nickel and dime you in some cases. But there's also some really great stuff. Um, and I, I do want to kind of touch on a little bit. 
Of course, everybody was going crazy over Mario Run for a couple of weeks, uh, you know, early la or rather late last year. That didn't quite hook as much as they thought it was going to, but uh, as recently as today, Nintendo released a new uh, Fire Emblem Heroes game uh, for mobile, which is plenty fun. I, I messed around with it for a few minutes uh, after work today, and it is very entertaining. Uh, if you're a wrestling fan and you're a fan of the Connect the Gyms games that just are uh, rampant <laughs> on mobile devices, <laughs> WWE Champions is a lot of fun. At least to see the little uh, the chibi animations of the wrestlers as they come out to the ring before the big gym match. Uh, it's like a super puzzle fighter in that aspect <laughs> they're like just suit little squat super deformed versions and just seeing undertaker come out on his little tiny motorcycle and just put he's his so fist cute. in the air yeah he's adorable <laughs> it's pretty funny so you know download it play it for about an hour delete it if you don't like it but just check it out for the chibi wrestlers um, something that I got hooked on that I hadn't heard of until recently and is tons of fun is uh, Bullet Hell Monday. And this is a, a shooter in the classic sense where the entire screen is just covered with bullets. But the great thing is, is that you can continue to just uh, power up your ship until it just becomes an unstoppable behemoth of just pure energy tearing through all these various enemy ships on the screen it's super simple but it's super fun it's super addictive i'm not gonna say super again but yeah <laughs> that's what i've been checking out on the go recently um as far as home consoles go yeah I, i'm not gonna be uh redundant any more than i already have been so <laughs> i pass the stick to you sir what have you been checking out what do you recommend well, because I'm cheap, I, and also I like to just get a heads up on what's coming out, I usually get into as many of the alphas and betas as I can. Halo Wars 2 looks really good. It, um, it's RTS. It is a little bit dumbed down from some of the classic RTS uh, real-time strategy games like Age of Empires or uh, Empire Earth or Command and Conquer, some of those. But for a console, it works really, really well. The first one was a lot of fun. The mode that they were showing off in this demo was a collectible card-based mode, and that's not their only mode. But basically, you can get cards and build your deck, and then those, depending on what cards come up during the match, those are the troops you could call in. Oh, cool. Um, so that was kind of a fun little twist. For Honor, I think, is a game that a lot of people could really, really like. It is not my cup of meat. <laughs> But it's basically like a a narrower MOBA. You don't have three channels, but it also has a lot of um, combo-based fighting. And for what it is, it's really, really good, but that's just not what I'm looking for. But uh, right now, the uh, Ghost Recon uh, Wildlands beta is going on, and it is amazing. And there's another game that will probably suck a lot of my time. But fortunately, <laughs> fortunately, Ubisoft is terrible at Endgame and DLC content. So I'll probably end up just spending a while playing the game once it comes out. And then I'll be done with it forever. Like The Division. Like The Division. <laughs> Man, that, yeah, they they really, really know how to dangle that carrot. I love it. <laughs> I, I intend shortly to be hooked on Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, I sincerely hope that that's 
of quality. Uh, of course, uh, in, in one of our many venues, I will let folks know what I think of it. Um, yeah, man. Uh, shoot. That's, yeah. that's uh, a lot of good stuff there. Yeah. Well, and Ashley Birch just came out. She's the voice of the main character in that, which is really cool. Oh. Um, and, uh, but unfortunately I am one of those sad people who does not have a PlayStation 4. And so I will be living vicariously through you. We're going to have to fix that. And if we don't fix that soon, I'm still going to broadcast so you can watch and <laughs> all that good stuff. Cause I love doing that. I love interacting with people while I'm playing single player games, multiplayer, not so much single player. Heck yeah. Come watch <laughs> me play stuff. It's great. If you're looking for somebody to watch too, I'm just going to throw this out there arbitrarily. Tanya DePat. I need diverse games. Watch her play stuff. She loves Witcher, and she plays it very well. Also, Watch Dogs too. Dragon Age you know, is a yeah. favorite as well. That's a good one. Tell her we sent you. Tell her we said hello. I second that nomination. Uh, she's probably one of the streamers I watch the most. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Good stuff. And, you know, coming full circle back to the beginning, she's the one who clued me into the uh, singing Lando Oh really? So <laughs> I was right watching one of her time. one of her streams, and she was she was telling me that I needed to go watch that. Oh lord! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have something special for you right now. I found the other email that I got from Mirai with my second set of answers. <laughs> so, question number one: Why do you have blood on your overalls? I responded, "I was eating a messy PB and J." Second question that was asked. <laughs> I heard moans. What have you done? To which I responded, that peanut butter got stuck to the roof of my mouth. <laughs> Third and final question, why do I have a knife? To which I responded, to cut the crust off the PB&J, you see. <laughs> After hearing my answers, <laughs> he still decided to kill me. <laughs> well, you know, it was probably because your farmer is black. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, <laughs> no. You just, you just can't get a fair shake. Even in the virtual world, I can't escape the persecution. <laughs> I don't understand, man. I don't understand. But I'll tell you what. Um, I killed the dude before me, so that's you know probably for the best. I went on a killing spree that that playthrough. I just was stabby McStabberton. So yeah, <laughs> it was not a PB and J. Well. The, the J was for Julia. Maybe the P was for Paul or something. I got nothing. So what are we, <laughs> what are we going to be talking about next time? Uh, so next episode, we have a recommendation from Marcy, my wife. Um, hey. I, I'll just preface this. We're going to be watching Embers uh, from 2015 on Netflix. Um, when she recommended this, however, she said, I don't remember what it was about, just that it was interesting and unique. So it may be good, it may be bad, it may even be terrible, but <laughs> at least it will be unique. Unique is good. Unique is what we do. That's right in our wheelhouse, so we're going to roll with that. Oh, yeah. <sighs> and if it's not good, at least you can laugh at our misery. <laughs> As you're often prone to do. <laughs> so, yes, folks, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. We, we had a blast talking about games. I do say so myself. You know, this is something we don't get to do too often, but... We're going to try to incorporate it more into the show. Uh, if you know of any free games that you've come across in your travels, uh, let us know. We will give you a shout out. We'll play the game. We'll let you know what we think. And uh, yeah, we're just always looking for interesting and fun things to play and watch. So throw that out there. Thanks for bearing with us and hopefully you enjoyed the games. 
<laughs> All right, folks. Uh, once again, thank you for listening. Uh, you can catch us on Twitter, Facebook. Stay tuned for the next episode. And once again, big thanks to the Versus the Universe family. We're proud members of the Versus the Universe podcast network. I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Dave Martin. And uh, we'll see you next time. It's got to be better next time. <laughs> I, 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 I promise to shower. That was the old one. <laughs> and then you showered. Ha, 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 ha.